Rudy Giuliani. Good afternoon. This is Rudy Giuliani with the Rudy Giuliani Show. Today, um, there's only one compelling story to start with, although there are many others. Because this compelling story has divided this country for 50 years. Hmm? When the Supreme Court makes a decision uh, to decide a very, very um, controversial issue, over the years and sometimes in a fairly short period of time, it's accepted by the American people. Think about Brown against the Board of Education. It had been the law incorrectly for 100 years or so, separate but equal. A unanimous decision of the Supreme Court reversed it. It did take four or five years of President Eisenhower sending troops into Alabama and other states to enforce it. It took a civil rights law, passed, by the way, with the votes of Republicans, could not have gotten passed with the Ku Klux Klan Democrats in the Senate who were friends of Joe Biden. But the Democrats don't want to remember that. When uh, the Supreme Court decided uh, the issue of gay marriage, I don't see any protests about that anymore. I know there are people morally opposed to it. I know there are people that would have preferred that the court leave it to each state. But the, the, the moral outrage isn't there. From the day that Roe against Wade was decided... It has divided our country unlike any other. It did it because it tried to find a one-size-fits-all answer to a deeply troubling moral issue. And if it isn't a deeply troubling moral issue, whether you're for it or against it, you don't have any morality. If it's just an excuse for birth control, well, the decision itself I'm going to describe to you, and then in my final thoughts, I'm going to I'm going to tell you something very personal that I haven't said uh, quite in one place at one time, although I felt it for a long time, and I feel. There couldn't be a better time to do it than now. This decision has been leaked as a draft opinion. That's wrong. It shouldn't happen. I don't know if the right did it or the left did it. Don't be so sure that the right did it. If I were on the side of uh, Justice Alito and the other four, I wouldn't leak this because I'd be afraid that the torrent of public opinion would sway one of my weaker colleagues. It's been known to do it to John Roberts. My goodness, much less than that has been known to do it to John Roberts. And he is not apparently part of this decision. He's still trying to figure out his position. Maybe he'll figure it out before the case is decided, or maybe he'll wait a few weeks and see what the reaction is. But in any event, let's put him aside. It appears as if there's a 5-4 majority that overrules Roe against Wade. Uh, Let me read to you 
Justice Alito's words, which would be far better than mine, about why. Roe's abuse of judicial authority. Roe was egregiously wrong from the start. Its reason was exceptionally weak, and the decision has had damaging consequences on the nation. And far from bringing about a national settlement of the abortion issue, Roe and Casey have inflamed debate and divided America. It's time to heed the Constitution and return to the issue of abortion and return it to the people's elected representatives. Quote, the permissibility of abortion and the limitations upon it ought to be resolved like most important questions in our democracy by citizens trying to persuade one another and then voting. That's from the Casey opinion, and it's Justice Scalia's uh, separate opinion, concurring in part and dissenting in part. This is what the Constitution and the rule of law demand. There are very few honest lawyers in America, including at one time Lawrence Tribe, who disagree with that. This is a stupidly decided and written opinion. It was created for the purpose of legislating. You can search the first ten amendments to the Constitution. You can search the Constitution. You can't find in it anything that says right to an abortion. Nor can you find anything in it that says right to privacy. The decision is premised on a right of privacy. Now, to make a decision dictating to the entire country under our system of government, which is a government of restricted rights, the right has to be clear, it has to be obvious, and it has to be indisputable. That's why, that's why Brown versus the Board of Education won the test of time. It was clear, it was indisputable, and not only does it come out of our Constitution, it comes out of our American doctrine. All men are created equal. It doesn't say all women have a right to abort their fetus, embryo, or baby. Anywhere in the Constitution. The Blackburn decision was a decision of intellectual dishonesty. It misstated English law, saying that it wasn't a crime in England to commit an abortion. It sure as hell was. It neglected to mention that the Hippocratic oath that every doctor takes prohibits participating in an abortion, doctor. And it said right straight out in the original decision that created it, which was called Griswold versus Connecticut, Douglas, uh, Justice Douglas, probably the most intellectually dishonest liberal on the court, set it up. There was a case from Connecticut in which Connecticut had banned contraceptives. That sounds pretty stupid, right? 
But the question is, is it unconstitutional? Oh, there's nothing in the Constitution that says the state can't ban contraceptives. So he decided there's a right of privacy in the Constitution, except he read through it and he couldn't find it. I'm telling you, read it 20 times tonight. You won't see right to privacy. He decided that at page 1481 of Griswold versus Connecticut, the penumbras of the specific guarantees of the Bill of Rights create the right of privacy. That one sentence alone has divided this country for half a century. It's divided legal scholars. It's destroyed not just strict construction of the law, logical construction of the law. It turned the Supreme Court from a court respected by all to a political legislature that's going to write laws, not interpret them. They wrote into the Constitution a right of privacy. Who gave them that right? Not our founders, not our Constitution. They usurped it. The Constitution doesn't protect the right of privacy, marital or otherwise. Nor does it provide penumbras. I could create a penumbra for anything. Justice Goldberg, who who, who uh, agreed with Griswold, said that the penumbra idea was completely invalid, but he agreed on the Ninth and the Fourteenth Amendment. The Ninth Amendment allows people to reserve the rights that are not given to the government. But at that time, there was no right to an abortion that was being reserved. It didn't say... The Constitution allows uh, the, the uh, people of the United States to create rights that do not exist, which is why Justice Goldberg was wrong. And uh, the 14th Amendment, which, by the way, completely contradicts it. It says nothing about abortion. It says nothing about a mother eliminating a conceived egg an embryo or a baby, you know what it does says? You know what it does say? It says the United States should protect life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. If that's a life, then the 14th Amendment protects it. It doesn't give you the right to crush it and destroy it. Justice Harlan uh, based it on due process with hardly any real explanation, and Justice White on the 14th Amendment. Black and Stewart dissented by saying the very simple, there's nothing in the Constitution that allows this, and there's no way to infer, based on your social views, rights in the Constitution. Otherwise, we no longer have a Constitution, and we haven't had a Constitution since then. That's why what Justice Alito did today will restore constitutional government to America. It may even go further than that. 
It may, restore, it may restore morality because there are many, and I will discuss this with you later in my final thoughts. There are many who believe that the degradation in American morality is based on our utter disregard for life and the millions of lives that we kill every year. More black children die of abortion in this city than are born. I'll be back in a little while with some other subjects. And then my uh, final word, which will be my own personal testament on abortion. We'll be back shortly. Rudy Giuliani. The Rudy Giuliani Show. Welcome back. This is Rudy Giuliani. As I said uh, during my final uh, thoughts, I will discuss Roe against Wade and the new decision, apparently the new decision by Justice Alito, that might just might begin the process of restoring morality and decency to America. Uh, And I'll explain to you my own personal journey. There's a documentary film coming out. In fact, it's already out called 2,000 Mules. I had the pleasure today of speaking with the producer, the writer, the great Dinesh D'Souza, who I hope we will have on the show in the next couple of days. Uh, he's getting ready. He had a, he had a small opening uh, on Monday night. Uh, he has another one tonight in a small theater. But tomorrow night is the big, big deal it's a red carpet opening at Mar-a-Lago. And, um, and then, if you want uh, to get it, you go to 2000mules.com. That's it. On the 7th of May, there will be a virtual uh, opening that will have not only the movie, but many of the people you know connected with it uh, discussing it. Hopefully on my podcast tomorrow, if we get it out on time, uh, you'll be able to listen to Dinesh for a half hour or so, discuss discuss it before the movie is premiered at uh, Mar- Mar-a-Lago. And then um, on Wednesday, on Thursday and Friday, I'll, I'll discuss it with you and, and, and tell you what's in it and encourage you to go listen to it. Uh, uh, very simply... Uh, Dinesh, in his um, un- unusual, unbelievably uh, uh, intensive investigative style, found an organization and a group of people that um, filmed many of the lockboxes. And in fact, uh, they quite intelligently selected exactly what I selected as the places the Democrats would do it. I kind of knew they weren't going to do it all over the country, and on the first morning after the election when I got the calls from Atlanta, Detroit, Georgia, Maricopa County, Philadelphia, and did I say Detroit, Michigan? I'm not sure if I did. Oh, and also Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 
And I realized that they were doing the same thing in all places. They were putting up steel barriers and not allowing Republicans to see the paper ballots. The, oh, in the case of Pennsylvania, two million. In most other cases, a million, a million, enough to change the election. Uh, I realized that they wouldn't be doing this if there was nothing wrong with those paper ballots. After all, I wasn't born in some place other than New York. And I also realized that those five uh, Democrats or six didn't wake up in the morning and all decide they're going to put up the same steel barriers and keep out the same Republicans. And then I remembered, gee, last night right before I went to bed, they closed all the counting in all these places when they were supposed to go all night. Let me go check where they stopped the county. They didn't stop the county everywhere. They stopped it in Philadelphia. They stopped it in Pittsburgh. They stopped it in Detroit. They stopped it in Milwaukee. They stopped it in Atlanta. I couldn't find too many other places where they stopped it. Uh, Lo and behold, the president was ahead in every one of those places. Some of them by votes that were totally absurd, like 800,000 in Pennsylvania or 3% in Atlanta, Georgia, in Georgia, with 85% of the vote cast. The opinion of uh, uh, expert Rudolph Giuliani and uh, Newt Gingrich was he won the election. Can't overcome those votes in that amount of time. Certainly not in every single one of them. Well, they did. What's the odds they would overcome the vote in every single one of them? What's the odds it would take anywhere from three to seven days to do it? Because they counted for as long as it took for Biden to win. And they never would let a Republican look at a single paper ballot. Now, these people decided that those were the states they should concentrate on. And they did. And what they did was they, um, they combined with a few other groups of people and they used official state uh, uh, film. And then they used uh, something called G.O. something or other with computers that Dinesh can explain to you. Totally illegal, by the way. You can buy it. And they focused in on, after a little searching through, the people who were going to, oh, that were handling something like, um, I'd say, 200 or more drop boxes a night. So they had their cell phone. They saw them go to what they call the the vote stash house, pick up loads of ballots, and then spend the rest of the night driving to the to the uh, drop boxes. And in each drop box, they'd put in anywhere from five to ten ballots, not a hundred, so it would be suspicious. But they go to twenty or thirty drop boxes that, that night. Uh, almost all of it is filmed. All of it is recaptured on their cell phone records. Where they report back is captured. And in many cases, there are official pictures of them because a few of the states provided uh, camera uh, surveillance for these drop boxes. So they, they, left out, they left out anybody who went to 20 or less drop boxes. They tried to concentrate on those that were up in the 50s to 200s. And um, 
Here's their final count. They focused in on 2,000 mules. That's what they're called, mules. And they counted well over 400,000 ballots that they put in. And on the uh, movie, they will interview some of them who will confess. They will also do the arithmetic to show you what would happen in those states should those votes be switched. And by the way, this is just one of 10 ways in which they cheated in these states. We'll be back after this break. We'll finish with this subject, move on to a few others, and then we'll have the mayor's final words on abortion. Giuliani Show. This is Rudy Giuliani back again. While, while I was waiting uh, for you to come back, or me to come back, <laughs> I tried to take a look at something that really troubles me and really troubles me about the phony, lying left-wingers, particularly uh, not so much the new-timers, but the old-timers who represented the black community and stole all their money and did nothing to fix Harlem. You know, they're the ones, you know, I really, really don't like. And I know personally how much they stole and how little they did for Harlem, which when I took it over was, you know, one of the crime capitals of America and turned out to be just the opposite. Well, I don't know if you know this, but I mean, abortion is a product of eugenics. Uh, Eugenics means uh, the Hitlerian theory that we should have a, a master race, a perfect race. And um, it, the whole idea of it was to eliminate the infirm, the not too intelligent, of course, anyone that was really challenged, Down syndrome, uh, you name it. But in particular, it was aimed at blacks who were considered to be inferior. And the idea was, you know, let's get rid of as many of them as possible because uh, they're going to not be married as much. This was her thinking. And uh, we can uh, sell them on abortion. And since, you know, 95% of them are members of the abortion party, the Democrat Party, that's kind of worked out that way. So uh, in New York for the last several years, uh, there are more black uh, babies that are killed than there are black babies that are born. That's, that has your population going in the other direction. So um, Margaret Sanger uh, should be pr- kind of happy. She's kind of eliminating the black population. She's not doing a bad job uh, nationally either. I got the 2020 statistics. 38% of the abortions are black. 6% of the women are black. Hmm? I don't know. How much is that? That's six times? Over six times their percentage of the population? It's only 35% of the whites. That's not going to have much of an impact on the birth rate or the plus-minus rate. And Hispanics are about 18.8%, which is maybe about their percentage in the population, probably less. So it looks to me like, and I haven't checked this part yet, whites and Hispanics have abortions less 
than their percentage of the populations, and blacks do six times more. Now, Margaret Sanger, in her grave and in her place in hell, must be um, really very happy. This is what she wanted. There you go. Now, what she would prefer, and also, like the test for Down syndrome, and when you find out you have Down syndrome, you kill, you kill it. She likes that, too. That's good. That's nice. Do you realize what this has done to the moral fiber of this country and the value of life? Huh? A, a woman doesn't want to have a child because she's going to be emotionally disturbed and really upset and can't afford it. And men go off to war and die to protect other people's lives and a mother can't deal with that. Uh, you know, uh, the, 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 the strength of a great country it's, it is our ability to die for what we believe in, to die for our country, to die to save lives, and not to find easy, facile solutions to solve our, our inability to be adults. Well, Mayor Adams uh, had a great time at the Met Ball last night. He's, I mean, I got to tell you, I have got to tell you, except for his shoddy performance at the um, Inner Circle where uh, he was nothing like Koch or me or maybe even Bloomberg, uh, didn't really put on a performance, didn't have a show. I mean, I did Godfather the Musical. I uh, acted with um, Julie Andrews. I played Beauty and the Beast, and I came in uh, from uh, the top of the stage, uh, you know, like Peter Pan. Uh, it was nothing like that. I mean, it was just an interview, stupid, with a very, very insulting remark about a reporter in which they insulted his, uh, apparently, his sexual orientation, which would have probably got me blown out of the mayoralty, except Mayor Adams, to the detriment of the people who are being victimized in our city, is getting away with murder. And it's wrong. It's wrong because he's not being held to account. I mean, he has a, he has a stupid costume on where he looks like a complete jackass. And he's got end violence, end gun violence. Gun violence? First of all, a bunch of people were stabbed that night. So I guess they're okay. You can kill by stabbing, but not gun. And second, I get to see a gun get up off the drawer, go outside and kill somebody. Hey, jackass, it's people who use the guns. It's the people you're not putting in jail. It's the people you're not keeping in jail because you don't have the guts to stand up to Hogle. It's taking your plain clothes unit and putting uniforms on them. Hmm? It's your willingness, unwillingness to sit down because you don't have the guts with the two jerks in the Assembly and the Senate who are holding back bail reform so these idiots are out on the street. So while you're, while you're parading in your stupid, idiotic-looking costume like a clown, Mayor Clown, a 68-year-old woman was chased down in the New York City streets and punched to the ground by a stranger. Maybe you should have gone and visited her and without that stupid outfit on. 
How about that? How about you go visit her? How about the 25-year-old arrested in a New York City store for killing a man and wounding two bystanders? How about you go visit the two bystanders in hospital? How come you don't go to the precinct and sit down with them and with the detectives and say, how are we going to solve this damn thing in one, in, in, one, in, one day, in one day? Do you know how often I call my police commissioner and said, I want it solved now. What do you need? Tell me what you need. I'll come there and run the investigation myself. They didn't like that. Of course, I could have, and I would have. And they got it solved. They never failed me. They stopped a serial killer after two killings. Thank God. Thank God we arrested people who don't pay their fares on subways because that's how we caught them, stupid Adams, and now you're doing it? How many more people are going to die, get beaten up, get knocked over, have their cars stolen until you take off your stupid-looking outfits and spend the night in your police precincts finding out why they're not solving it and driving Governor Hochul with the big, big, Buffalo Bill scandal hanging over her with money going to her husband? Why don't you stick her up against the wall nicely, I don't mean physically, and basically say, you want my endorsement? Get the bill passed the way I want it, the way the cops want it. Oh, and by the way, get rid of that immunity garbage also. Cops are entitled to immunity just like you have and I have, Hochul. You know, we kill people. We killed a lot of them so far and not changing the law. A lot more than any cop ever did. When are we going to start treating this guy like a man? When are we going to start treating him like a mayor? And stop treating him like a silly-looking little, what the hell did the Post call him? Nighttime mayor, nightlife mayor. God, just he picked the stupidest looking costumes. You know, if he was doing his job, I'd be happy he went to the inner circle and had fun. But not after three months and 45% increase in crime, 68% increase in subway crime, and people getting whacked around and beaten up and him telling us the subway is safe. Come on, Adams. Come on. Is there any hope for you? Or is it true that for the next 20 years, nobody should vote for a Democrat in an American city? Because all you do is ruin them. Want the proof? Can you handle it? Can you handle the proof? Any place that has a Democratic progressive mayor is basically setting records for murder. Seven Basically, seven or eight out of ten of those murders are black men. You give a damn. You're not acting like it. You are definitely not acting like it. So, let's see. Who do we have on the phone? Just pick anybody. Go ahead. Hello? 
Who is this? Hello? Hello? It's Rudy Giuliani. Are you there? Who are you Let's calling? Go to another. It's Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, who are you calling? I don't know who I'm calling. You're calling me. Oh, okay. My name is Larry. I'm calling Larry from Woodside. Okay, yeah, Larry, how are you? Woodside. Okay, okay, and you? Okay, so getting that out of the way, I have a legal question for you. What would stop this, uh, the, the justices from calling a couple of all-nighters with this uh, draft, making it an opinion, and having it passed within two or three days? Nothing. And this way you would stop all the nonsense that the Democrats are going to start to pull. Nothing. Nothing, nothing, okay. nothing. And, and by the way, you know, the Democrats have, have leaked every damn thing that exists, I- including uh, all kinds of false information about President Trump, about me. They just, they ju- the, the January 6th committee just leaked testimony that was supposed to be private. So stop this nonsense. And who says the Republicans leaked it? I mean, there, there are a bunch of Democrats on the Supreme Court that had that, that copy. And mm-hmm. who is the leak going to hurt the Republicans? So, I mean, let's get a little realistic. I doubt that Republicans leak this because all it can do is hurt. Uh, right now, it looks like they're winning the case, right? Keep your mouth shut if you're winning the case. If you're losing, try to blow it up. I say it comes from the Democrats. And it doesn't matter. Constitutional rights don't depend on leaking or not leaking. Yeah, well, against getting, the, get, Go ahead. getting the opinion out is what counts. You're damn right it counts. And I, I can't see why it can't get out tomorrow. By the way, right? Alito's a genius. It's brilliantly written. Okay, it's that brilliantly. makes it even faster. Yeah, I mean, when you read it, it is so much better than Blackman's attempt at playing Thomas Aquinas. It's ridiculous. Well, we, let's take another call. Okay. Who's next? From Mr. Port Mayor. Jefferson. Hey, Mr. Mayor. Oh, yeah, how you doing? My name is Rick. Okay, Rick, how we doing? How are you, sir? First of I'm all, good. everything everything that, that that you were saying is so immensely true. It's not even funny. Okay, last night I went and saw the uh, the movie Two Thousand Mules. Oh yeah, tell me. I only saw about a third of it. I'm going to see it t- uh, tomorrow night. Uh, it's going to be incredible. You're going to love it. Guy, guy. The uh, director did a really awesome job on it. He really did. So and, you, uh, you, you think maybe now that uh, it may prove that I was right about the fraud in the election, you think they'll remove my suspension from the bar? I I, I would hope so, because <laughs> that that that's the way it looks. I'm telling you, Mr. Mayor, you go see this movie, okay? You're going to love it. Well, I've seen I've seen parts of it. I know the people who are behind it. Uh, I haven't seen it all. I, no, I haven't seen the whole thing. And I've actually not seen the end of it on purpose. So on Thursday morning, I'll, I'll, on Thursday afternoon when I come on, I'll tell you all about it. 
And I just did a beautiful interview with Dinesh, who describes how he did it. It'll be on tomorrow on Rudy Giuliani CS.com. It's a half-hour interview with the producer, Denise D'Souza, and he explains the, he explains the perfectly legal uh, technology they used to follow the cell phones of 2,000 mules. In other words, the guys who were doing this that you see, they, they were able to get their cell phones, and then they can put them at the Dropbox. And then they had photographs of their putting the phony ballots in the Dropbox. And they've got about 400,000 of them. That's a lot of phony votes in an election that the crooked uh, Attorney General of Atlanta described as a perfect election. You know, I have been tortured, ripped apart, had my law practice taken away because I had the guts to say it was a fraudulent election. Just like I was telling the truth about the hard drive, I'm telling the truth about this. And I wish someday somebody would just write that I tell the truth. I don't lie. I have no reason to lie. And I love my country. And I don't want to see my country have to suffer through this kind of election fraud or this kind of criminal president. Well, we'll be back in a very short while with the mayor's final thoughts. And I think you're going to want to listen to him today because, well, I want to listen to him today because I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to say. The Rudy Giuliani Show. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. And now, it's time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, Mayor's Final Thoughts. This is Rudy Giuliani, and I'm back with the Mayor's Final Thoughts, brought to you by Tunnel to Towers Foundation. T2T.org. T, the number 2T.org. Give them $11 a month and help our men and women in uniform who lose their lives or lose their limbs and need help for their family or for themselves. They do it better than anyone else. One quick reminder, tonight, 7 p.m., the Staten Island Ferry Hawks versus the Lexington Legends in Staten Island. I must tell you, it's a stadium I built. And I built it so it would have a view of the World Trade Center, which is why it makes me sad every time I go there. I wanted it to be exactly where you would hit a home run to left center field. And I got it put there. I even got him to change where the black markings are in the back. So I wish John Castamatidis and Bo, who are going to be out there, good luck, and I wish I could be with them. But I want to cover this movie today, and now I want to talk about abortion. I grew up a Catholic. I wanted to be a priest at various times in my life, and... 
I'm not a theologian, but I know a lot more about theology than probably most people. I took it for eight years in school, and I still have sitting next to me uh, Thomas Aquinas's entire uh, Summa Theologica in Latin and English, uh, St. Augustine, some of the other fathers of the church also have a lot of Protestant literature, Luther. I have uh, the Koran, and I'm not bragging or anything. I've read it uh, three times, once in historical order. I love religion. I'm not the most religious person. I do believe I'm spiritual. Uh, When I uh, thought about abortion originally as a public issue, I began with a kind of dual opinion, which I know people made fun of, but it appealed to me because I thought it was the right combination in a democracy. I personally hate abortion. If you came to me and you told me you wanted an abortion, I would tell you I'll help you, I'll help you with the child if you want. I'll find you a, an adopted parent. I'll, please don't abort the child. If you told me the kid had Down syndrome, I'd tell you the same thing. But I did think that, um, I did think, and maybe this is a little bit from reading Thomas Aquinas, which I will not bore you with, uh, that there was a period of time, maybe those first three months, uh, when the mother had the superior right to make the decision. In other words, if she couldn't handle it for a good reason, she might have the right to do it. I don't believe she should, but I believe it's not unreasonable for other people to have that, and therefore I couldn't see making that illegal. However, when you get to the second and the third trimester, by that time you should make up your mind. And also, I knew kind of that it was starting to de- develop into a little more of a, of, 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 of a, of a baby. But I still thought the mother possesses that right I even thought maybe up until the end. I'm comfortable with it, but I thought maybe, maybe, maybe. I was soon talked out of it uh, by uh, doctors and uh, nurses uh, who showed me babies that were crushed uh, in the sixth and seventh month. Theoretically, non-persons. Look like a person to me. Then a good friend of mine had a baby that was just a little over, two babies, just a little over five months, and one died. One died in natural causes. But he, he didn't crush the other baby. And I thought about Bill Clinton's uh, uh, saying, which was safe, legal, and rare. And I was kind of there. And then things started to happen. Science changed. We were able to keep babies alive at a much earlier age. I saw the slippery slope of the left-wing Democratic Party go from Hillary and Bill, safe, legal, and rare, to abortion at any time, any place, for any reason, right up to the moment of birth. And then I heard the idiot in Virginia say, even after birth, and now there are 12 states who are considering giving a woman a right to make a choice after birth. That's murder. And then I saw the New York State Legislature do the only unbelievable thing I've ever heard, and that is cheering 
the abortion of a child in the third trimester. Well, Cardinal O'Connor, you finally persuaded me I'm pro-life. No abortion, ever. It's murder. Exercise discipline. They're God's children, not yours. God bless you, and God bless America.